listening to The Nasty Table, the premier source for tabletop role-playing actual play. Now come on in, relax, and pull up a seat to The Nasty Table. offer you a deal. I have been floating in your cosmos. I'm asking for a place for me. Alright, fine. You certain? Sticks his hand out again. Many theories throughout this investigation. I've told you it's taken my whole life. Not all of them have been right. And he was like, Pony boy? 45. Basically, yeah. And he would all, oh my god, he was one of the horniest motherfuckers, too. He would talk about shit, and I, and I was like, Sam, like, you could do better than that, my guy. Like, Anyway. Can you leave, like, part of that in? Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's where I'm gonna cut in. Uh, fades into, he was one of the horniest motherfuckers. <laughs> he was, dude, he was. He was I, like, he was like, look at that ass. I have a sexy. Yeah. I swear to God, like what, you uh, would say this shit. What do you guys That's think? What he sounded like you sounded like Batman. What do you think of the wine? Oh, the wine's good. You like I'm it? not a big oh, red wine fan, but I like this. Yeah. Do you have any? Joke? I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a wine guy, so oh, I'm yeah. probably gonna, I'm probably gonna make a funny face. Oh, look at that. Cheers. Wow, that's they don't have to touch. I'm, I'm not gonna ass. reach for Alex. Sure. You know what? I will reach for Alex. Nick, we didn't, we didn't touch. Yes. Touched penis. Yeah, so this is the Barbera that I've been making for two years. It's called Young Juice the Sip. I also have Big Juice the Sip, who's sitting in one of those big gowns over there. This is really good. Thank you. So before we start, before we get into this, I'm going to actually, we're going to do some time traveling. I'm going to cut this into the release for the next episode next week so we can talk about our new logo, which I think looks fucking cool. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, it's sick. Um, so yeah, that logo... Um, artist's name is Densap. Uh, he's been plugged on all our social media, so go check him out. He makes a lot of stuff like that, but, um, he was very, very nice to work with. So if you have anything that, he makes mainly t-shirt designs, but if anybody has anything that, you know, if you like that design, you know, check him out. But we're all really, really happy with it. And I think it fits the vibe of the podcast way more. Because I was talking to a couple of people about the old logo, and I kind of agree where it kind of looks like clip art. I don't think that that's a good representation of us, but I think that this new logo is... No, this one's so good. So, yeah. This one's a lot better. Very happy with this new logo. So, uh... What'd you guys think of the last session? Um, I got really bit up by mosquitoes, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I think I still got one on my... Well, I, got, I, I had one on my hand that I remember seeing and being like, motherfucker. Going like this and being like, fuck, that's gonna suck. And then, like, the next day, I'm like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> itching. See, it's... I, I've personally never had that at a table where it is the entire session is just one person. I've had long, you know, 
one-on-one -on -one, like like extended scenes or whatever but never a full session like that and i gotta say as a dm that was fun as fuck yeah you guys i had an you awesome guys fooled time. around down here i had a great time mm -hmm. I, alex you liked it i did you had a good the time one-on-one dnd yeah they were on the table they it was real fucking hot and they like Shoved everything off the table, like cleaned That's why it all it was so up. Awkward. It was so much. Did you guys time. hear anything from out there? Like yeah. I saw you getting your ass clapped. No, but like, Ooh. did you guys? No, actually, actually you're top. Never mind. You did, were clapping. Did, ass. He is not a top. <laughs> did you actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can see That's you taking a lot of more. I can see you taking a He's not a top. It's the ABV. It says it on one of the bottles, 16.8, 16.8. It's the highest ABV. It's the highest ABV wine that I've I've <laughs> ever seen. I don't, I don't even know. If so, yeah. Is that a lot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't taste like it. It's very no, sweet. It's good. Uh, it's it's if if I didn't pasteurize it, it would still be a little bit bubbly. But it's it's nice. I, I don't do, really like bubbles. I, I do pasteurize my wine in case that's not clear. There's you know zero chance of any foreign substances or bacteria or anything to get in there. And yeast is all dead too. So. What are you throwing I'm a promo in here? I do take a lot of pride in my winemaking. I'm waiting to die like Joffrey right now and just start fucking... <laughs> this is going to make a lot of people upset, uh, but for the recap, I need everybody to leave the table except for Alex. <laughs> if it's going to take an hour, you should text us. Hello. I think it would be really funny if we just kept doing this, kept sending away from the <laughs> table, and we just had a separate campaign. Like, we're, we're, playing, we're playing D&D &D down here. Yeah. So you've had a week to go yeah. over everything. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... That was a tough decision. For Alex. What? Oh, it's raining. Oh, okay. Are we good? I'm good. Alright. <laughs> Sorry. God damn. Sorry. We're about to start flying away. It's not a rain. Jesus. <laughs> Alright, who nutted? Both of you or So with the beginnings of your next shift, each of you leave your homes and the four of you begin making your various ways to the station. Uh, I do want to ask, between Ray, Jerry, and Caleb, which one of you would most likely arrive first? Not me. I think I left pretty early, right? I think I was pushing it kind of close to the, the time of the shift. I'd probably show up second. Okay. Uh, so, Jerry, you pull your car into the lot. Everything seems to be as it should be. Exiting your car, a familiar face stands idly by the front entrance, smoking a cigarette. Officer Dwayne Gaines, who gives you a nod upon your approach. What do you want to do? Just want to acknowledge him. Give him a little nod. Gaines. Jerry, how goes the uh, the case? Uh, it's going all right. We're, you know, we're figuring stuff out. Yeah, I, uh, I caught some of the press conference on the news. Yeah. It seems like it's really starting to... You know, have legs. This seems to be a big investigation. It is definitely big. Um, scary, though. A lot of pressure on us right now. Seems to be. Um, I just want to let you know, and he throws his cigarette out. Um, that girl, uh, they ID'd her. 
Longo has the information, but he didn't feel like sharing it, at least not to me. Okay. And that lady that you had detained, um, Nancy, I'm told that her water broke early in the morning, oh. around 4 o'clock in the morning. They told me EMTs that we had here um, escorted her to the hospital, St. Mary's. Aaron Lang took her kid and two other officers to go down there with her. Uh, she's still there now. Uh, she's in labor. They said it's progressing fine, but I haven't checked in in a while. All right. All right. As long as she's all right. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I don't know what you have planned for today, but Chief Hodgins and Longo, they're in a meeting with um, Chief of Police from Minneapolis right now. Right now? Yeah. Is that normal for them to be here this early doing something like that? Is that kind of out of the... You don't really know their time schedule. I just... All right. Thank you. No problem. I walk in. Walk in. Where do you head? Walk down. Well, first I go to the break room and make myself some coffee. You know what I mean? Make some coffee. And Uh, then I will, after that, head down to, you know, our area. Clock in. Um... Ray and Caleb, you guys arrive pretty much at the same time. Park your cars, get out. Yeah. Head down. Head down. Head in, head down. Head in. Make your way down. You see Jerry there, sitting, drinking a coffee. You guys are, like, walking in right now? Yeah. I kind of, like, look up. Nancy uh, is uh, in the hospital right now. Her her uh, her water broke. They got I people know, watching. Figured her? it was gonna happen soon. Yeah, yeah. Gain said she's all right. So good. Um, our body was ID'd, but Gaines doesn't know the details. We got to talk to Longo about it. They are in a, a meeting which, at this time. Which uh, which body? The blonde girl. Oh, right, blonde. Um. Last night, myself and uh, Sergeant, we uh, got halfway through these with uh, Davy Jones, and I'm, I hope you know, kind of tap on the canisters. Oh, Planning good. on uh, finishing, developing the rest of them today. Um, those pictures from the, I kind of look around mm-hmm. from the storage locker. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, someone, someone defaced those pictures, those the the film. Someone, someone scribbled all over that, and someone got into the evidence and fucked with it. Oh yeah, Davey tried to get it off of there. He said he he thought he could, but he wasn't able to. Maybe they just did their work good enough, you know, scrambling everything up. But that just goes to show you it wasn't anything natural. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking, why don't I just go take this somewhere else and see if they can try and repair it for me? An actual photography shop or something, development shop, camera shop. I don't know. I mean, at this point, you want to risk that? The way this timeline's been moving how fast things have been coming up I don't know how long is the is it gonna take for 
us to kick off the snowball at the top of the mountain of showing some guy at a shop. If if he even is able to recover this photo, he finds it, he sees what it is, and somehow he does the worst case scenario for us, which would be I don't know, whatever. Some, and he and he decides to do that. How how long is it going to take before it bites us in the ass? And that's the worst case scenario, you know. We gotta out. We gotta weigh our our pros and our cons here. What, what's really going to get us somewhere in this case? At this point, I agree. And we really gotta. I'm see all right with it, but I think there's still more there. evidence for us. I mean, for speaking on what we have to do today, yeah. Me and Jerry dug up that address. Uh, we think we might have the uh, blue coda. Really, our first real uh, place of interest in a while. Where's it at? Take a guess. Well, not here. Wherever our friend said, right? What what he what he say? Uh, up Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, um, are we still? Well, one day has gone by now. Oh, we're still gonna keep that on, under wraps, correct? I don't know what, like, we can only keep that going for so long. I don't, I don't see a reason that we wouldn't tell him. Roy, you pull up. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, get out of my... A dark and stormy night for this <laughs> recording. <laughs> that sounded like an effect. I know. Dude. Roy pulls up. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> a flash in his eyes. <laughs> Yeah, get out of the car and um, walk walk on in. As you walk on in, you see four figures making their way towards the lobby. The one in front, uh, you notice, is your chief of police, Ben Hodgins. Behind him is two men who you do not recognize. And in the very back, a figure that strikes you deeply. Dan Winters fixes his police cap as he steps forward out into the lobby. Him and Hodgins seem to be finishing up a conversation, but he stops when he sees you. Gives you a big smile. Looks at you. Sergeant O'Neill. Sorry, sorry. McNeil. Uh, just talked with your chief here. A few words, you know, I want to let him know that Minneapolis is here to help any way we can. Thank you, chief. Shake. He Pull puts armor. his hand out and shakes it. Pleasure to finally meet you. Yeah, absolutely. If there's anything that you need... You know, in terms of help, support, let us know. Give us a phone call and, you know, give you whatever you need. We want to see this case, you know, work out. Sure. You have a number that I could. Yeah, sure. I'll give you number? one of my business cards and he reaches in his pocket and hands you. That's my direct line. So just give me a call if you need anything. Thank you, sir. Thanks very much. No problem. Is the lieutenant with this group? No. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Pleasure meeting you. You as well. Gives you a nod. Makes his way out. Walk away. I look at uh, Chief Hodgins. Mm -hmm. What's he looking he like? He looks like he's smiling. He's fine? Yeah. Okay. I just like fucking fix my button shirt a little bit and just keep walking downstairs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys see Sergeant McNeil make his way down. Hey guys. Morning. Sorry I'm late. Sarge. Good morning. Sergeant. How we doing? You know. 
Same as yesterday? Yeah, we were just discussing our progress from yesterday. You know, we didn't get to chat at the end of the day. You guys see what uh, the folks that just left from the conference room? No. No? No, I, I knew they were in a meeting, but I, I didn't know they were leaving already. I look into that lieutenant's office. He's Empty. Not, empty. Okay, and I just check around and make sure that we're coast is clear. Mm-hmm. Dan Winters is walking out of the building right now. <clears throat> Are you serious? Yeah, I mean... I got his business card. Can I run over <laughs> and check my desk? Yeah. Search it. Yeah. Search all of our evidence tables. Yes. Nothing seems out of place. Nothing. Okay. Even the small little medallion relic that you have in your desk is still there. Is Chief Hodgins... Was he leaving or was he just like escorting? He was like walking him to the door. Okay, cool. We can subtly pry Chief Hodgins to try to just... What was the occasion, right? What brought the Chief of Police of Minneapolis in here? Well, um, I ran into Gaines on the way in and uh, we got an idea on that, that last body that we found. The girl? The girl. Um, also, Nancy is in labor. Nancy is currently at the hospital giving birth. Okay. Mm. Did, did she give birth yet, or are we still waiting? I'm not sure. I believe she's still in labor. Okay. Okay. We, uh, we also got an address, we think, on a, uh, on that blue coda. Mm. On blue coda? Okay. Possibly a warehouse to check out. Um, okay. We can pursue that. Oh, we will pursue it. Yeah, we will. Maybe... Maybe we should make a couple phone calls beforehand. What was the name of the uh, guy you were looking for? Um, Caleb? The, um... From the, uh... From the notebook? Yes, from the notebook, yes. Clay's friend? Um, yes. Uh, well, yeah. actually... Uh, sorry, I got too excited. Uh, we went and called um, University of Chicago. Um, got a number on a uh, Bastion Becker. Becker. Yeah, the work line, most likely. Okay. But name ties to the last name, same location. Okay. Odds are it's him. Let's start with that. Let's call him. Yeah. Did you didn't see Longo? No, I haven't seen him. Great to get an idea on this body. <clears throat> what do you want to? Well, here I'll just hand you the number. Uh. Okay. What? Where did the lieutenant leave us off at? Like, when we saw him last. Well, like, he I didn't warn well, us he, about this. He right? was in that meeting. But yeah, no, I the last then. the last exchange that I believe you had with Lieutenant Longo was finding out whether or not Mike McAllister worked at in the Minneapolis newspaper that he claimed to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so he didn't tell us that he would be, like, late or anything. Okay. Well, he was already here, uh, from what I was told. Oh. He was in the meeting with the chief and Winters. Interesting, I didn't see From him. what I was told. Hmm. Okay. I did not check, though. He's a busy man. He doesn't know anything about Well, we do got to find him because he's the one that has the ID. He did not tell Gaines about it. Interesting. He's withholding that information. 
Makes me wonder why, but sure, I'm not against it. Obviously. Ray brought up a good point, though. We're still withholding everything that happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and um, really, before we do anything, Sergeant, um, I'd like to finish up what we started yesterday with Davy. I think that's of utmost importance. Just to uh, get that out of the way, wipe, <coughs> our, wipe our hands free of uh, ever having to lose the, you know, the negatives and not having developed, lose that evidence. Yeah, let's wrap that up. We want to make sure that, uh, I want to trust the guy, but it's hard. He was not in a good headspace yesterday when we saw him last. Davy Jones. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm going down there. This stuff ain't leaving my hip, but, um, yeah. if whoever else comes down with me or if anyone does, we just got to make a better effort to uh, talk to him, warm up to him while he's doing all this for us and put his mind at ease. You guys hear footsteps coming down the steps of the VCU. You see Lieutenant Longo carrying a briefcase. He locks eyes with you guys, puts his index finger on his lips, lifts up the briefcase and says, So Chief Winter stopped by and he offered his support in whatever we're doing. He also gave us this lie detector to use in any interrogations that we have. And he reaches in his pocket, pulls out a piece of paper, and kind of like waves it around, and it says bugged with a question mark. So I'm going to put this over in the evidence lockup. We can use it whenever we want, but I'll fill you in on some of the other stuff that he said. Okay, guys? Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Copy. Walks out. What a good guy. Yeah, I want to talk. Like Canon, so handsome. Totally, <laughs> with, like n no accent at all. When really? Yeah, when when that's out. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so we. Is he without? Uh, did he walk out? Yes, he walked out. I follow him. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like look at you guys like. I'll follow. Yeah. Makes his way towards evidence lockup, signs out a piece of paper, puts it on top of it pushes it through like a slotted kind of um, glass thing. There's a guy on the other side, like a quartermaster evidence lockup guy. Pushes it towards him, looks towards you guys, kind of like nods back towards where we came from, makes his way back, steps down the stairs, looks at the four of you again. <coughs> kind of rubs his head. So I'm gonna have somebody in investigative take that thing apart and put it back together and see if there's anything in there. I doubt he would be that brazen, but honestly, I, it's fucked up to say, but a lie detector is super useful to us. Yeah. Did we have the... Lieutenant, did we have the funding previously for a lie detector? No. No? We would always source out to Minneapolis to get one. How new are they in this time? So in this time, lie detectors are actually super interesting. And there is going to be a mechanic if you guys do choose to use either this lie detector or if you ever come across another lie detector. Um, it'll give you a bonus to human intelligence checks. But one of the things that's important to understand, and your characters would know this, is that results from a lie detector test are admissible in court. They're like good, sought-after evidence. They're not anymore, right? No. No. They have been proven to be, like, wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, gonna have someone from investigative take it apart, but I mean, I could barely sit still.
talking to him. Hodgins just had me take notes. I didn't direct any questions towards him, anything like that, but I don't know what the fuck his angle is, but he genuinely wants to help us, but obviously that's to poison whatever we're doing. Get his men in, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't trust him for shit. I don't either. I heard you got an ID. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm itching for that. So, imagine my surprise. I come into work, and I get a call. Pittsburgh PD. 800 miles away. They saw the press conference. Uh, Emma Atkins. Reported missing by her parents three weeks ago. She was walking back from school and never made it home. Pittsburgh has no leads at all. They've been canvassing pretty heavily. They definitely, you know, put in the legwork. If, uh... If you think it's a good idea, what I was going to have is fly her parents out to ID the body. But, um, other than that, I mean, I have the official missing persons report. If you guys want to look that over. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Sure. I mean, it's just... What's the MO for these guys? I mean, one had to be bought toyed with for months and this girl can just be taken off the street how long ago was it reported missing three weeks uh i didn't make a physical thing for the missing persons report but it's emma atkins 11 years old sixth grade parents are keith and claire atkins the description is listed which matches the description of the girl that was found Mother states Emma was late coming home from school, which is not typical. She called the school, no sign of the kid. The route home for her was four blocks, residential. Police canvassed all homeowners along the route, and none said that they saw her. Pittsburgh PD has no leads for three weeks. Um, does it say that she left, she for sure left the school? It is confirmed that she left the school. Okay. In interviews with teachers at the time. Okay. Can we have an... Is there an exact date of when she went missing? December 17th. She matches the description completely? Yeah, I mean, talking down to, to beauty marks. Height, yeah. Height, weight, everything. Fuck. Hair color, eye color. Pittsburgh. The pictures you had that got sent off to newspapers, we also forward them to a couple of police stations, and I sent it over to Pittsburgh, and the parents say that that's her. Like I said, I, I, I was going to have... Have us fly fly them out, but if for some reason you guys don't think that's a good idea, let me know. No, we we should fly them out and just because this is an ID with quotation marks, but we can make it an actual ID. Yeah, we should. Okay. All right, I'll put that in. Um. Oh, Nancy's in labor. Yeah. Um, she's over there. Aaron Lang took the kid too. We got two other officers there. Oh, and uh, Roy. Merritt and Gentry handed this over for you. Thank you. And he hands you a report. This is the uh, recovery of the pill bottles and the handgun at the trailer park. Um, did you want me to read this? No, you don't have to. Okay. Unless you would. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. So, officers Gentry and Merritt responded to a report of possible evidence found at a trailer owned by Nancy Gassman. The officers were informed that there might be an uh, items of interest related to an ongoing investigation. Upon arrival, Gantry and Merritt observed a trailer matching the provided address. They approached the residence and conducted a search. During the search, they discovered the following. 
Uh, I see them. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Acetaminophen. Acetaminophen. 20 milligrams. Folic acid, uh, 400 milligrams. And uh, iron supplements, 10 milligrams. Uh, upon securing the pill bottles, Gentry and Merritt continued their search and found a handgun, a uh, Colt 45 M1911. Uh, it should be noted that the handgun appeared to be legally owned and properly stored within the premise. However, considering the current investigation's focus and the lack of any immediate identification linking the firearm to the case, the officers did not seize the handgun at that time. The collected pill bottles were placed in secure evidence bags, uh, including date and time of recovery. Gentry and Merritt ensured the evidence was appropriately handled. Report conclusion. The recovered pill bottles bearing Nancy Gossman's name and information have been submitted to Sergeant Roy McNeil for proper storage. The 1911 handgun was not collected. This report will be forwarded to Sergeant, Sergeant McNeil, VCU, and any further actions will be carried out under their direction. Okay. Okay. Got an official report of the uh, of their search. So they, they found acetaminophen, uh, folic acid, and iron supplements. And a handgun. Do you guys want more wine? I'll have some more I'll have a little bit more. Right. Yeah. I also have a little bit more. Sure. Aaron Lang's been radioing in pretty frequently with updates about Nancy, but the last time I talked to him was maybe about 30 minutes ago. She's still going through dilation. Uh, labor's proceeding normally, but uh, one of the things is that the doctors think that the labor might have been induced from stress or physical trauma, so we're not entirely sure how it's going to go, and Nancy won't say basically a word. Any, uh, any risk there of that coming down on us? No. No. I don't think so. We had EMTs on site. Physical trauma? She did get tackled a day ago. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Oopsie. You're right. That feels like a long time ago, not one day. It was like a month and a half ago. <laughs> it was, <laughs> right? Like, if that's what it feels like. What did you guys do yesterday? Tackled the woman. <laughs> Tackled a pregnant woman. <laughs> After after the press conference, I mean, I didn't I didn't really touch base with you guys, and I understand that this is a big investigation, but I still would like at least some written reports, guys. Whether or not we file them officially or not, I'd like to at least be kept in the loop about what's going on. Sure, sorry about that, Lieutenant. We're gonna we're in the process of putting some reports together. Um, we're going to hand them to you uh, by close of business today. All right. Yeah. Long short of it, what did you guys do yesterday? Um, fuck yesterday. Starters, um, we're working on developing our little on-the-side file of evidence amongst the five of us. How's, um... Well, I should say six of us. Six. Well, who do you think is developing the evidence? It's our buddy Davey. Davey Jones. Okay, good. I think he can be trusted. That's that's my personal call, and I'm glad that you guys agree. I hope he can. Are you having him develop the pictures? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a little stressed. Yeah. About it. But he'll be all right. Yeah, we're, we're in the process of finishing those up, and uh, we want to talk with him again, make sure he's doing a little bit better than yesterday. 
So he was just... It was a lot to process it all at once. Something I learned in the military is compartmentalization. So what I think would be smart is that if you guys need shit done, just give it to somebody, but don't explain why, don't explain, don't bring them fully into the fold. If you need shit done, people only need to know the base of it. We could have got someone from investigative to develop the pictures and just say it's for a different related case. We could have faked the paperwork. We could have done a lot of stuff, you know. Um, we also have a lot of power right now. The chief basically has given us a blank check for whatever we want. If we want to send police officers to canvas an area or trawl the lake or search up and down the river again, we can do that. I just, I need the orders from you guys to do that. Do you want people to go through, collect eyewitness statements in a neighborhood or something like that? You know, I just want you to know what's on the table. The other thing, and this is kind of the big thing, this is talking with Galloway and Hodgins, is um, we need to we need to tie this case together. Comments about a syndicate in the press conference is kind of startled some of the brass. So in the next few days, I mean, I, I really need you guys to link this case together with all the different crimes, the murders, because now we're talking about maybe a missing kid based off of, you know, Nancy's testimony. It all needs to come together or else all these different crimes, these different cases are going to be handed off to other people. And I know that you don't want that. Just something to think about. There needs to be specification and, and clarity on this case, its purview, what it covers, what we're setting out to do, and what other cases are involved. Okay, we can work on that. We, uh, you know, the group Nancy has been, was rolling with a while back, could be tied, right, affiliated with Bobby Tillman and etc. So, we can work on that. I guess what I'm saying is that I need rather soon hard evidence that this is one case. And I need justification to explain to Galloway and explain to Hodgins that this is one case. I know it seems like that on the inside right now, but I need the, the paper trail to prove it. Yeah, definitely. Understood. We'll okay. do what we can. What are you guys doing today? Uh, we have a couple routes we want to pursue. Um, well, for starters, I'm going to finish developing these. It should take a couple hours at least. Got two more canisters to go. You're going back over to Davey? Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to stop and check in on uh, Carter the boy we interviewed. Just make sure he's doing all right. Okay. Caleb, Jerry? Uh Following sergeant's orders today. What does he not know? <laughs> like he doesn't know anything. He knows that we went to Weiss's uh, house. Uh, uh, okay, no, he does. No more. Okay. Okay. Jerry, Jerry, I haven't told you yet, but uh, 
thinking of a. I want to send him back to the park and uh, take a look down by the river again. It's been a while since. Well, it's been a plenty of time since uh, we've been there last. Maybe something else washed up. So that's what's going to start the day off. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be here. I'll deal with this paperwork. Uh, honestly, what? Do we want to ask Dan Winters for anything? If we do, I think we should wait until we find out if that thing's bugged or not. <clears throat> have, have you guys done anything that would alert him in any way if he wasn't watching us? Other than the press conference... And unless he has been watching us and we don't, we just don't know it, that's, that's it. I couldn't get a read on him in that, that meeting. I mean, he seemed so genuine to me. I don't know. When are we going to know if, uh, if that thing is bugged? I'm going to, that's my next thing. I'm going to get somebody from investigative to take it apart. Just see if it's working properly, quote unquote. And we can have someone from investigative administer the detector test, too. We have a couple certified people in there. We can vet them, find one that I trust. Gaines is back today. Aaron Lang's at the hospital. You got free reign over pretty much all the other patrol day shift guys, okay? Okay. All right, that's it for today, or this morning, I should say. You know, get to it. Thanks, Lieutenant. Gives you guys a nod and walks out. I ask? What are we gaining by keeping this from him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I th we should tell him. Let's be real, though. Mm. Tell him or not tell him. If he thinks this fucking lie detector is bugged, you're damn sure that house was bugged. We pulled that thing yeah, apart, but man. It could, it could have been. Car could have been. We don't know. Anything. Yeah. But at the same point, the have we had a better avenue than this address where we know they were meeting no that's a it's a great point blue coda I don't know why the four of us and six seven twenty other detectives aren't there right now we can't send our unit there we can't send if we go there this is Minneapolis we have state police in our back pocket. The lieutenant just asked us, have we been doing anything that would catch the attention of Dan Winters? If we send state police to Minneapolis, that's where, that's his home turf. I'm not saying that we don't go. I think we should go. I know we should go. We still don't know who's tapping in on Mike McAllister. That's true. You know, and, and we're interacting with him, which means that we are doing something. You know what I mean? We can follow up with him, too. Yeah, but at that point, I feel like there's no reason to not tell Lieutenant what we're up to and get our asses to Blue Coda. I mean, as much as I hated what he did with that picture. We still got it. I trust him. Maybe I'm a fool, but I do trust him. I trust him, too. 
And I and I think he's just as innocent and just as much of a trustworthy person as any of you are at this point. Just the way he came down the stairs or into the room or whatever. With a paper that said bugged question mark. I mean, do we tell him about our theory? Ray's theory? That body was left there as a... An olive branch. A way out. I mean, it lines up with our buddy Al Duke, right? Same shit, different year. Are you guys... Considering that offer? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't play like that, Sergeant. Jerry? Are you... you thinking about... Pulling out? Pulling out? Of what? We're raw dogging this bitch, Jerry. Raw dogging. Rubber free, motherfucker. I don't pull out. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, let's tell the lieutenant. Alright. Roy uh, puts his finger on his nose. How are you... (laughs) How are you gonna bring this up in a way that's not, uh... Hold on, why don't we... Let's get all the evidence developed first. Let's... What? The pictures. Let's... Check out the boy. Because that's a... That's a status update we'll get on Mike McAllister if we check out the boy. Because you know he was headed right to his house that yesterday. See what we gather. See if we can put anything else together. And then we display, we, we're in display, we present our evidence to the lieutenant. We give him a little status update. Alright. I mean, we didn't tell anyone about this body because we wanted to give ourselves time, right? We don't really know what the time is for, but we can still keep keep the time to ourselves while we can, right? Give us the opportunity to get a little more evidence, a little more information piece some shit together I mean I'm not in a rush to tell him yeah doesn't seem like anything pressing is coming up today so I think maybe uh, midday or late afternoon we can roll back in here and kind of you know figure out how we want to drop this bomb on him I mean we got to figure out how to present this like we didn't go in there and clean it up already either you know reports are going to have to be written completely forged essentially and all by us we can't let anyone else have eyes on this really until we say that we've cleaned up the scene and now you can go in or we just take the five minutes of a lashing now and get it out of the way alright well if you guys are going over there um just remember I set up that tape trap well not trap but well you'll be able to know if anyone came in there since we left did they have that meeting in Longo's office you don't know. Longo wasn't down there when he came back, and when they came out, Roy, you saw them coming out from the back of the precinct, yeah, where the conference rooms are. Oh, okay. Me and Ray walked in and never saw them. Correct. Is there any time during the day that 
chief isn't in his office or anything like that. Like he leaves and we're still working. Not like normal. Like not like or one like, like is clockwork. there like a conference room like they made? He been? leaves. He leaves two hours early than you do. He also comes in. Well, now that you're on the day shift, he leaves yeah. two hours early than you do. Yeah. He comes in two hours early as well. Yeah. Okay, maybe we can split here again. Two of us go to develop the pictures to go to Carter's. You no? got to send me on something. I'm going to tear this place apart if I sit behind this desk anymore. You want to go to Carter's with me, Caleb? I don't care. All right, let's do it. Partners and partners, split it. Fine. Let's do it. So you guys roll out with Roy and Caleb heading to Carter's house. Uh, Ray and Jerry, you guys are making your way to the morgue? Yes. Okay. Is... Davy Jones is working. We're, we're aligned hours. Yep, now, they right? shift them to the day shift. Cool. So, Roy and Caleb, you make your way down the roads, winding into the heart of Linwood, back out into a neighborhood that is familiar to you guys. You see where you dropped Carter off the first night when he first, you know, had his breakdown and his interrogation. You see his house. Okay. Door yeah. is shut. Nothing looks out of the ordinary. No suspicious cars or anything like that. Okay, I think I, I just realized it's a Wednesday at 7 a.m. So... At this point, we're looking more around like 8. 8, okay. Has school started in this area? <laughs> yeah, you were a police officer, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll still check, right? Pull up. We could, uh, yeah, give the school a call, though. See if he's in. True. Yeah, let's, uh... We'll park the car out front of the house and uh, walk up first and give it a knock mm -hmm. at the door. Give it a knock. A few moments pass, and the door opens. You see Mr. Jennings, who you have interfaced with previously. He looks at you. Mm -hmm. Officer? Uh, Caleb, are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Mr. Jennings, right? Yes. Okay. I'm, uh, again, I'm uh, Sergeant McNeil. I remember. Okay, this is my... Uh, partner here. This is Detective O'Connor. Um, just wanted to come over and, and check in on your boy. How's he doing? Carter's been great. Yeah. After getting a full night's sleep and he took the next day off. Um, but he's back in school. Oh, he's in, he went to school today? Yeah. Yeah, he seems... I don't know how to explain it. it. It's like a weight has been lifted off of him. He walks lighter. He talks to me again. I, I don't know. Like, Whatever you got him to say about Mark or whatever that was seemed like it took a weight off of him. Okay. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, definitely. What school does he go to? Which uh, which which school around here? Uh, he's enrolled in Central High School. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Good. Happy to hear that he's good. A little better. Not you know, tiresome anymore, right? Not a... He's not tired walking around your house, right? No, no, yeah, I mean, he... Yeah, he seems fine. Okay, good. Happy to hear that. We're just like, before we get wrapped up in our day, just... You know, he popped up in our head, decided to come over and check in on you guys. Sure, I'll, I'll let him know that you stopped by. Yeah, please, tell him uh, that we said hello. Sure. So, Alright. He spoke highly of you, if that is any anything good i'm glad um he seems like a good kid he's got a good head on his shoulders so 
Caleb? You ready? Not to. All right. Thanks, Mr. Jennings. Sure. All right. Have a good day. You too. Closes the door. What are you thinking? Yeah, you want to go over and... Uh... We could walk... We could go to the school and walk in there and ask to talk to him. I mean, if he's still speaking highly of us. Yeah. Sure. Let's uh, drive over to Central. Yeah. It's only a couple blocks away. Okay. Make your way there. Large high school set up. Makes you reminisce about the days of you running around high school and kissing girls and fucking... I don't know. Did you play football? When you were in high school? Roy? <laughs> um, Roy played baseball. Baseball guy. Really? Yeah. Nice. Well, he was an equestrian. Yeah, he, wasn't a, he was a fucking equestrian. <laughs> yeah, so, um, looks like they're between classes. There's nobody milling about outside. Parking lot is pretty much full, at least like the staff parking. Park and make your way in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Badges showing or not? Yeah, badges out. Right? right. Yeah. Okay. Make your way in towards main office. Secretary there looks up as you enter. You got it, Caleb. Nod to him. Uh, good morning. Hi. Um, we're doing a uh, wellness check on one of your students that uh, just came back in today. We just um, want to see if we can get a minute with him just to talk, make sure he's doing all right. Sure. Is this about anything serious? No, nothing serious. We'll, we're hoping that it's a good thing. Okay, sure. What uh, what student? Uh, Carter. Uh, Carter Jennings. Okay, let me look. She looks like she flips through some books. Okay, yeah, I'll send somebody down there to get him. Do you have a uh, a room we can uh, sit yeah, in? Yeah, we have a, a room back here, if you'd like. All right, thank you. Sure. sure. He died this morning. Carter? <laughs> the dead boy? <laughs> <laughs> He's been dead for 30 years. Well, today's the anniversary. <laughs> um few minutes pass and a secretary aide walks in behind is Carter Jennings who looks much better than the last time you saw him. No bags under the eyes, walking with a little bit of pep in his step even. Makes his way in. You guys have been escorted or ushered rather to a separate room that has a couple tables set up empty aside from you two. Carter comes in shortly after. Looks at you guys. And the aide like still stands there. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Good. Good. That's good. You look way better. You do. Yeah. Good. Look, uh, I look to the aide. Mm hmm You mind if we have the room? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. She steps out, closes the door. Yeah. And he's still, like, standing. Okay. We uh, don't want to uh, keep you for too long. Just um, want to make sure you're doing all right. Yeah, no, I'm doing great. I mean, just... I don't know. Getting it out felt really good, I think. You've been sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, good. I've been sleeping full nights. Good, man. Good. What kind of... You know, you talk, we're talking about dreams. What kind of dream? Like, are, are you dreaming anything Nothing. crazy? Or no. Sleeping comfortably? Yeah. Yeah, good. genuinely. Good. Your uh, friends all back in school? Yeah, everybody except for Mark. You talked to Mark? I did. Um, actually, after school, me, Rodney, and Danny stopped by to talk to him. 
apologize, really. At least me and Danny apologize. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. How's he doing? I mean, as good as he can be, you know? Yeah. He says he's coming back to school next week, so... Yeah, he, uh... It's tough for all you guys, you know? Yeah. Um, can I ask you something? Yeah. Uh, well, I was watching a rerun of the news. Um, that press conference. I recognized you. Was that the guy that Mark... And he kind of trails off and just kind of looks at you. Yeah, that was him. Did he do that to... Bobby? Yeah. He... Look, Carter, you, you have nothing to worry about. No, I, I just... I, I've been thinking about it since I saw it. I just... I, And I didn't expect to see you this soon, so I... Yeah. No, ask away, but... uh. Did he kill those kids? Was that him? Look, this is, uh... We want to help you. And, um... You helped us a lot. Just by being honest with us. The other night. You know that? Um... We're still trying to figure out everything that that Bobby did and um but he wasn't I know you said it when we were down at the police station but you said he wasn't a a good guy but he he was involved in in that stuff right and what stuff what you talked about on the news the dead kids and the mangled and was he? We don't know. We're not sure. Okay. Alright. Just curious? Are you trying to justify anything? No. No, no, no. I know. Not justify, but... Look, I mean, I don't think that it's crazy for me to... Be a little relieved. If he was... A really bad guy. Right? Is that wrong? Not for a second. Okay. No, you should, uh... What Mark did wasn't right. But, given the circumstances, it it's healthy to feel how you're feeling. Alright? It's, uh, you, you know, you can feel a little bit safer. Which is... That's the silver lining. He nods. So... Is your dad working today? No. No, he's in between contracts, I think he said. Oh, okay. That's good. So you haven't been dreaming... 
Anything? No. Okay. I look at Caleb. Happy you're doing alright. Thank you. Hopefully we didn't uh, keep you from anything too important. No. No, I'm glad to get out of math class. Well. Uh, I think we're gonna get out of here, but if you need the room to sit for a couple minutes. I think they'll understand. He smiles and nods. Alright, buddy, maybe we'll, uh... We'll check back in on you and, you know, in the near future. Okay. Alright. Thanks, Carter. Good seeing you. Sure. Start. Yeah, walk out. He says, as you, like, as you're standing up. Oh, and, um... There was a, a reporter who came, uh, yesterday to my school to ask me questions when I was coming out after we got dismissed. He just asked questions about that night. What'd you tell him? Well, I didn't tell him much. All I said was, yes, I was there, and Mark, and stuff like that, and then he, you know, just kept asking me some other questions, you know, but nothing... That raised a red flag for me. Yeah, you know, you don't have to answer anything that those, uh, those guys ask you. Nothing at all. Well, I didn't know if he was a cop at first. I didn't know if he was police. Gotta show you one of these. Were you as honest with him as you were with us? I mean, with the questions that he asked. Just, you know, who I was there with, why I was there, if I knew Bobby, stuff like that. Okay. Did he mention the press conference to you? He was there. You know him? How do you know him? I didn't even say what he looks like. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, just read people so well. I just, fuck. There's a... I figure if there's... There was a sea of uh, reporters at that press conference, dude. If he came to you, I'm sure he was at this conference. Okay. He talked with Rodney, too. I think Rodney told him more than I did, but just off of what I could hear, it wasn't anything like a lie or anything. Well, if, uh, if you do need us in between, we check on you again. Just give us a call. Okay. Take the number. Take it, Joey. He takes it. Cool. <laughs> you guys leave? Yeah. Yeah. Make your way out. Carter still sits. Secretary guides you out. And you're back outside. Okay. You want to go back to the station? Yeah. Well, use my mind a little bit. Nah. Good to know he's all right. Yeah, same here. Get back in the car and drive back. Okay. So our other pair of detectives who are en route to the morgue make your way there. Park, get out, walk in, easy enough to be ushered into the back where Davy Jones sits. There is no body on any of the cooling boards, but 
he, you know, rises at your approach nonetheless. Looks like he's filling out some stuff. Davey? Ray? Jerry? Morning to you. We got, uh, two of these canisters left. Uh, I mean, if you got other stuff to do, it's fine, but, uh, we're at your disposal, so, uh, whenever you want to get to this. Okay. I actually just finished up the official autopsy for your... And he looks like he's about to say something and then stops and says, John Doe. Uh, I'm not going to file it anywhere, but if you do want it, it's right here. And he hands you a file. Thank you. Yep. All right, Jerry. Let's get this going. Yeah, sit back here. Okay. Steps back in that back room, chemicals set up, begins the process of developing the pictures. Now, you know, each canister is probably going to take about two hours to get it done, start to finish. All right. Start going through that. So, Roy and Caleb... Actually, I'm sorry. If you're going to sit there for two hours, are you going to go through the report? Or are you not going to look at it at all? Yes, I do want to go through the report. And I would say we can... Well, you sit, go over my shoulder and we look at it together. Yeah, or even, like, if I was holding it while he was, like, developing and just, like, read it, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, here's what you can from it. Official cause of death. Externally inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Yes. Uh, GSR chemical testing confirms gunshot residue on the deceased's hands an amount indicative of multiple gunshots. Time of death, roughly between 9 p.m. and midnight, Monday, January 4th. Internal examination of chest cavity yields nothing alarming or alerting, no discoloration. Heavy bruising, indicative of being struck with a blunt object on the victim's midsection. Coroner's official suggestion is fists. A single deep bruise at the base of the neck. No teeth able to be recovered. Toxicology on hold. In quote or in parentheses it says Minneapolis. What was that? Toxicology on hold. In parentheses it says Minneapolis. <clears throat> when he when I get to that part, we're all in the room again. Yeah. Did, so, did you... Did you send something to Minneapolis? That's why it's on hold. I'm not sending oh, it anywhere. Oh, I'm... Sorry. I'm, my mistake. That's okay. And then the last thing on this autopsy says, Side comment. Decomposition was oddly accelerated, as noted by an intense and pungent smell of decay. While the victim had expelled feces from the bowels, the scent in question was undoubtedly rapid or putrefactive decomposition. This is caused by one or more of the following factors. Presence of insects, high temperature or humidity in the corpse's location, water submersion, chemical exposure, or pre-existing medical conditions. I know you put down all these reasons here, so I imagine you're not sure yourself, but if you had to take your best guess, Davey, uh, why do you think he rapidly decayed? Well, presence of insects. It's the middle of January. No way. 
high temperature, humidity in the corpse's location. I don't know if the temperature was different when you guys first stepped in, or maybe prior to that, but when I went in there, it was cold, so. Then, water submersion. I didn't see any wrinkling on his skin or anything like that, so. Chemical exposure. There would probably be some sort of smell, sharp smell. Pre-existing medical conditions. I don't know, did he have his medical records there? I don't think we found anything yeah, like that. I don't think we found anything. I'm sure we could figure it out, but... You know, right now this is between the five of us, and that might take some more uncovering. Okay. So, uh, and I'm not poking at you, I'm just making sure we're on the same page. As of right now, you don't think any of these seem like the likely cause. It's hard to pinpoint one. But, I mean, it's textbook, and I mean, like, textbook putrefactive decomposition. Accelerated. Any other questions for Davey? Um. What was the toxicology? Well, we'd have to send it off to Minneapolis to get it tested. Oh, we have to. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, guess. if you guys want me to, I will, and just say it's a John Doe. You give me some random case number, and I'll send it up there. But again, that's going to take like three, four mm, weeks to get it back. No, I don't want to. No. I don't want to risk it's that. It's not worth it. Um, I guess just through all the mundaneness, at least through like, you know, if we're going to say this is the first half or the first two hour, you know, the first canister. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to like kind of probe Davey on like. How are things going at home? Going on any vacations recently? You got kids? You got, you know... For what purpose? Why, just to, like, make this seem a little more friendly. Butter him up? I don't know. Like, I... But but Ray doesn't... He's not coming from a buttering up place at all. He, like, is coming from a... You know, I kind of feel bad for so this, this guy. Because I feel bad for myself having to, like, this is a with this, this is a Ray thing and not, like, a for the good of this asset thing. Yeah, well, it ends up helping that. Yeah, but, but it's more like helping him. For Ray? No, it's well helping uh, Davey. Yeah, Davey, but it so seems like we just fucked him up. So, like, maybe we is can that just because, put is, him... Is that because Ray feels guilty or Ray wants Davey in a good headspace? It's one or the other. I guess in a good headspace, but because I want him in a good headspace, not because that would help us. Yeah, that's, that's what I, yeah. you Well, you want him in a good headspace so he will help you. Right, I'm trying to get at the motivation. I guess I just feel. I guess I feel. Like I feel just trying to make it less awkward. Yeah, like I just feel like we just shook him up. Like whether he, I just kind of want him to feel okay, like that he can like put on his face and keep working. I know he's he's clearly having a problem doing that now. Like we're not having any good conversations or anything, so I just kind of want to warm him up a little bit. Okay, roll not, persuade. Yeah, not to like. Sure. No, no, I got it. The photos developed better. Right, 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 right. Just right, like, right. are you having a? Are you okay, man? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't the right dice at all. I was gonna say, it's a good one. Crit fail. Crit fail. I, there's a point where you're asking questions and he's giving you one-word answers, and you ask more, and he just doesn't answer, and then he turns around and says, "Ray, cut it out, okay? Just let me get this done. I get what you're trying to do. I get it, okay? 
Just let me work, please. Alright. Sorry, man. He gets back to it. Uh, Roy and Caleb, what are you guys doing during this time? After you leave the high school? Driving back. Um, yeah, but as we drive back, I want to talk to Caleb. Um, if I have your consent, Caleb. You have your consent to speak to me? Yes. I have your consent. Um, top or bottom? No, I'm playing. <laughs> do, uh, Thank God. Do you, uh, er, so, how you feeling? You know, how was, uh, how was last night? Like, sleep alright and everything like that? You know, I've been sleeping. Yeah. Do you, uh, you ever gonna give any more thought to what, uh, Jerry was saying? About what? Having somebody tell me. What you about know, it? I'm not a... You know, I don't believe in these ghosts, but... Dreams... Demons. What if there really is something that I'm doing? Something that I'm figuring out. I mean, everything that I've been doing is case relevant. Maybe it leads to something. Yeah. So you like the idea of someone telling you? Yeah, I said it two days ago. Okay. I'll. I'll, uh. You're a good guy, man. <laughs> Put his hand on his thigh. You, say, you know that. You know that, right? You know that, right? <laughs> I slide my fingers. Caleb likes the idea of someone tailing him. Someone <laughs> fucking <laughs> his mind. <laughs> oh my god. Come on. Hey, hey, It was hey. so innocent. He was nice. very innocent. He asked for consent. I'm... It's okay. <laughs> you did. You're a good guy. Uh <laughs> You're a good fuck. I like that. No, I'm like, um, look, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, we, one, one night, we, we did tell you. We watched you. You didn't say anything? We didn't see much, and... You didn't say anything. And no, we didn't say anything. Because this was before we kind of confronted you. Oh, what, what, when did you... Watch me then. This was the night that you ripped the bedpost out of your bed. Because we saw the. You the confronted post. me before that? You confronted me after. After Charles. After Charles, what? After. Told us. Right? Yeah, that's when you guys confronted me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had the bedpost in my hand yesterday? Day before? Day before. Day before that. That. I'm losing track. Me too. But, um... I... Mm. Alright, go on. I get it. I get it. Good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I've known you... And I... I, I understand that you... Understand the situation. And, like... That's a good idea. That what Jerry suggested and what you... Are bringing back up. But if someone does tell you, it would have to be one of, well, the three of us, Jerry, Ray, and I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, I said it. I said it when you guys came to me. I'm, I don't think anybody's doing all right. You know. I know. I get I, it. I just I'm trying to ground myself. I guess that's why I get on you about going finding this blue coat. That's my phone going crazy. I'm so sorry. I didn't even hit anything. Oh, it's doing it. It's jerking out. <laughs> Why was it mariachi music? <laughs> I don't know. There was some video that popped up on my phone. I changed the radio. So, uh, I gotta ask you, like, is there anything that we can do, man? Like, it, not only as co-workers, but just, you know, is there anything else we can do other than, you know, Talia? Like, you need us to fucking help anything out at home or anything. I guess home's normal. Is it normal thing right now? I mean, I just—that's why I want to throw myself into this case. Just we just talked to a kid that uh, he's sleeping fine now that he got over his uh, over the hump, over what was bothering him. Maybe if we, maybe if we get these guys, it's the only thing I know. Okay. Is that is that is that old Caleb? I'm Alex is talking. Is that old Caleb talking too? Like in terms of like diving into a case. Yes. No. That that's that that's Caleb. the root of it. That's it's um. Yeah. The only thing I know is I don't know how to solve um. I don't know how to solve. Waking up in the middle of nowhere after I've fallen asleep in my bed. I don't know how to solve nothing choking me. I know how to interview witnesses, go about search warrants, follow leads, crack cases, and that's the only thing to keep my head straight. Well, we can help you out with that. And, uh,. Together, if you want, we can talk to the other guys about getting an eye on you, you know, at, while you sleep. I mean, I trust you guys. Yeah. I'm okay if you want to... If you want to do it at your own pace. Sure. Um... You doing okay? You seem to... I mean... Once again, like I said, nobody's okay, but after seeing that body, you seemed a little, uh, jolted. I'm fine. Um, uh, there's a lot going on in my head right now. Also, April's just not acting right. Understandably, she's not acting right. I hear it's that age sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But, uh... Yeah, I'm alright. I mean, you get it. There's just so much shit going on right now. Yeah. Just gotta be there for each other. Yeah. You, uh... 
You like the idea of staying on the force for this? Absolutely. <laughs> Rick chuckles a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm glad everyone's on the same page. <laughs> Keep driving. Keep driving. Both of you guys take a program point. Making your way through the streets, heading back to the station. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. Back to the station, back to home base. At this point, you guys are sitting at about maybe like 9.30. The other group's at about 10 o'clock. But en route to home base, that's where we're going to pick up next session. Thanks for listening to this episode of LFVCU. A Nasty Table production.